Today's Bible reading is in Proverbs chapter 1, 1-7 and Proverbs chapter 3, 1-20. Proverbs chapter 1, 1-7. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for learning wisdom and discipline, for understanding insightful sayings, for receiving prudent instruction in righteousness, justice, and integrity for teaching shrewdness to the inexperienced, knowledge and discretion to a young man. Let a wise person listen and increase learning, and let a discerning person obtain guidance. For understanding a proverb or a parable, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Proverbs chapter 3. My son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands, for they will bring you many days, a full life and well-being. Never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find favor and high regard with God and people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know him and he will make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. Then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. Do not despise the Lord's instruction, my son, and do not Loathe his discipline, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves, just as a father disciplines the son in whom he delights. Happy is a man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding, for she is more profitable than silver, and her revenue is better than gold. She is more precious than Jews. Nothing you desire can equal her. Long life is in her right hand, in her left, riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her, and those who hold on to her are happy. The Lord founded the earth by wisdom and established the heavens by understanding. By his knowledge, the watery depths broke open and the clouds stripped with dew. Checking one, two, yes, excellent. Uh, glad to be with you this morning. Welcome to those online as well. I'm glad you can be with us in some way. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I'm excited to start this series on Proverbs, um, which you might not have heard a series on Proverbs before, uh, or you might not have been familiar with Proverbs. That's fine. This should be a really interesting series. Now, my guess is that we all think we're wise. Uh, for the simple reason that we're all giving our best shot to this thing called life. And we think we're doing okay. We know there's difficult seasons, but overall, we think we're doing okay given the circumstances. But I wonder, wisdom, wisdom. 
I don't think I hear enough about it. I do see an avalanche of self-help books, uh, uh, the 10 life hacks you need to know videos um, that are so kind of like, I don't know, suck you in, right? Uh, Or there's always 6 billion results to Google. How do I do... But you can't ask Google how to do life, can you? And uh, despite the real insights that are in the self-help genre, there is just such, it's such a gratuitous market now that, it, that it's an avalanche of information and a, and a lack of coherence amongst it all. And you really have to wade through to find gold. The thing is, we're overflowing with information, with knowledge, with hacks, with tips, even moral standpoints. But wisdom is more than all of these. If I ask the question of a young couple, should they get married? Or if you are pondering, should I take that job? Or move house? Or spend money on whatever? Or or how should I respond to my neighbour who thinks I'm causing flooding in his backyard? Real story. Or or how how to handle someone who doesn't like me? I don't think anyone doesn't like me. We quickly find that our simple knowledge, hacks and even moral standpoints just don't guide us as much as we'd like. What we need is wisdom. And it's not good enough to think of yourself as wise. For as we read, the person who is wise in their own eyes is a fool. (laughs) In this series, we're invited to sit before Solomon, this ancient teacher, a king of Israel, who addressed a nation 3,000 years ago. The Proverbs is his way of sharing his insights that he's learned from God living in his world to his son and to those who would be catechized, as it were, into the kind of wisdom of God's people. But what I find amazing as I've been preparing this series is these ancient pearls of wisdom, thousands of years old, still ring true in our hearts. And I'll tell you why I think that is uh, in a little while. Now, some of you might be loosely familiar with the Proverbs. Uh, They're kind of like 800 little nuggets that are kind of like Yoda sayings. I even put on kind of uh, the Facebook group for church uh, with this little quiz, Yoda or Proverbs. Uh, You didn't didn't get it all right, I'm I'm afraid. Um, But, you know, because you you read things like this, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Is that Solomon or is that Yoda? Um, or, Or when you summon the courage to do what others won't, you will have a life that others don't. That one is Yoda. Um... we, but we all have these little kind of nuggets, these little kind of pearls of wisdom that we, that we hang to. It, it could be like, haters going to hate, or, or, or kind of, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And each one of these kind of like little nuggets that we hold onto, that we sort of spill out of our mouths in a moment, that they represent a body of thinking, a, a way of life. And Yoda, if we kind of follow down the path, will lead us into the ways of the Jedi, because that's what it represents. But, but Solomon's going to lead us into something altogether different. And uh, we are told to, to ingrotiate ourselves into these, to embrace them, to, to tie them round our neck like a necklace, or to write it on the hearts uh, like a tablet. And, and one of the ways that I'm going to encourage us to get into these proverbs, to soak in them, to appreciate them, to live them, is, is to actually sign up to, our, this is a little bit of an advert here, to sign up to our daily Proverbs, where we can actually give you a, a proverb each morning in the, you know, in the morning uh, to, to meditate on and to think about and to live out. And if you want to know more, you can sign up on our website for that or come ask, uh, ask the, the service, ask me about that. But let me back up a little bit. Because the obvious question is, why should we listen to these pearls of wisdom above all others? 
As I said, we're saturated in knowledge. That's not wisdom. But we have all these other kind of avenues to explore. Why would we listen to this ancient teacher? Well, that's what we're wrestling with today. Making sense of the world. What is wisdom and, uh, and why should we want it? Uh, over this whole series, I'm going to be doing a couple of things. Today, I'm going to look at what is wisdom. Uh, next week, I'm going to ask the question, how do we become wise? So if you miss out next week, it'll be a bummer. Uh, but then after that, uh, w- one of the ways that kind of Proverbs is structured is the first nine chapters act as an introduction, which will be the first two weeks of the series. But then comes the 800 little kind of Proverbs. And, and there's no way we're going to walk through all of those, sorry. Uh, but rather, we're going to collate them into kind of groups of, of, of wisdom. And uh, you can see on the screen some of the topics we'll be covering. And that won't even cover them all until there'll be opportunity to chat and, to, and explore in small groups uh, and in conversation. I look forward to that. So, how does wisdom help us make sense of the world? What is it? Well, what would you say? Well, what is wisdom? Well, I find the opening words of Proverbs to be helpful as we kind of explore what wisdom is. It says this, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for learning wisdom and discipline for understanding insightful sayings, for receiving prudent instruction in righteousness, justice, and integrity, for teaching shrewdness to the inexperienced and knowledge and discretion to a young man. Now, some of the key words in these opening uh, lines are, are used actually throughout Proverbs, almost as synonyms and scattered around kind of wisdom, and it helps give us a shape to what wisdom is. Let me explain. So there's kind of some key words are there, discipline. We see this word used throughout Proverbs, and it's not just the opposite of procrastination, although Proverbs will have some things to say about that. It's more related to to correction, uh, and particularly in the context of moral instruction. And and we'll see that wisdom is related to to righteousness, to justice and integrity, And, and discipline is a way of kind of holding us to these things. We can think of kind of the way a father, and it's actually the example that Solomon uses, um, will lovingly discipline a child they delight in because they care about them and they're goading them into wisdom. And so you can think of like a child who is attacking a younger brother and a parent will respond to that with loving discipline. I'll put the emphasis on loving. Uh, Proverbs 18 puts it this way, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Uh, how do we help our children kind of actually appreciate that and love their sibling? If you have answers to that, let me know. Um, or or uh, understanding and insight refers to being able to observe the world in order to make sense of it. We could think of uh, maybe even like a, a science of life, like a scientist who, who kind of really examines the ways of the world and, and is curious about it. Why does that work? Why is it like that? Prudent instruction goes a little bit further. Prudence is the idea of being particularly attentive to the details. I think of, say, a Sherlock Holmes, who kind of is able to walk into a room and sort of see, uh, you know, uh, what we would see is an ordinary room of scattered things, but Sherlock's able to see like a teacup's chipped or kind of a chair slightly out of place and is able to generate a whole story around it. Uh, That is prudence, being able to pay attention to the details and discretion the ability to make proper decisions and to understand purpose. Now, important to wisdom is knowledge and moral instruction and insight and prudence and discretion, but wisdom is more than all these things. It wraps it all up. It's all-encompassing. It's a way of life. 
kind of reminds me of this little meme of being able to sort of like put together knowledge and kind of insight and knowledge and wisdom is being able to kind of create that path through life. Just don't overbake it because you end up with weird stuff. But <laughs> who wants this? Who wants to be wise? Who wants to be able to create a path through the complexity and the gray and the challenges? Now, I know a number of you must think that you're wise because you've given me much wisdom, and I'm thankful for that. But it's more than talking. It's about doing. It's about living. It's more than here. And just as I've sort of tried to give a shape to wisdom, that is just not enough. It's too conceptual. And so I want to kind of take a, a few different ways to look at Proverbs, uh, just a few. But the first one is the wisdom is to be lived. So many leadership books are about concepts, insights on how to best think about strategy and vision. But Proverbs is not that. You are going to be disappointed if you're going to approach Proverbs like a leadership book. Check out these Proverbs here. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the taste and health to the body. Or a gentle answer turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. Or this one from Proverbs 19, a person's wisdom yields patience. It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. They're gritty, aren't they? They're kind of their real life. Like, as you read these, you can imagine it. And you can sometimes see the way that you've strayed from such wisdom. And it just wouldn't be sufficient if someone told you these things, uh, like they're the kind of soothsayer of wisdom, and yet did not live these out, you'd be left with empty words. No, these are words that are, that are to be lived, that are kind of ingrained into the grittiness and complexity of life. You're not wise if you say them, you're wise if you do them. And as you live them out, you'll find yourself being more prudent, more attentive to the world, to people, to the rhythm of what is good, and so the cycle continues. These proverbs will guide your next step. They won't give you the answer, but they will help you navigate through the grey, that large space marked out by moral instruction and that large space full of complexity and so, so many decisions that we have to make. The second thing I want to notice is that wisdom is more than following your heart. And I think this one's important for us to hear. So the wisdom of today is to follow your heart. And that wisdom is attached to a broader story of being your most authentic self. But part of the complexity of living wisdom like that is if you're living out your heart, how do you interact with those that are living out their heart? And in the complexity of that and without a coherence that brings us all together, there is actually not a lot of wisdom on how to navigate that. And so we're entering a kind of strange season of complex politics and way of life together. But the wisdom of Proverbs, of the Scriptures, of God, is bigger than that, is broader than that, deeper. And it actually wants to interrogate our hearts. It's not enough just to say, follow your heart. Check out these Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Or guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Or from Proverbs 7, don't let your heart turn aside to lustful ways, don't stray down that path. And from Proverbs 11, the righteousness of the upright rescues them, but the treacherous are trapped by their own desires. Proverbs wants us to be attentive to our hearts. 
because it is that central place that, that so much of our life stems from, where our desires kind of brood and, and sort of follow into action. What we feed our heart matters because it is the source of life. But the Bible's view of the heart is that, like our entire lives, it is fractured. And so therefore, it is to be interrogated. It cannot be trusted fully. We are still made in the image of God, but that image is dulled. And our ways are no longer straight, for we follow too much the desires of our own hearts. And as Christians have long appreciated, our heart curves inward, instead of towards God and towards others. Now at this point, I want to introduce you to the fool of Proverbs. The fool is someone who doesn't take sin or consequences seriously. Someone who is out of sync with the ways of the world. Not an idiot in an intellectual sense, but but someone who does not care for wisdom. And so Proverbs will constantly hold out two paths, a way of wisdom and a way of the fool. Like this one from Proverbs 10. The one who lives with integrity lives securely, but whoever perverts his ways will be found out. And so we have the way of the wise and the way of the fool, and we're constantly being exhorted to choose wisdom, to choose life, and to avoid the path of foolishness, of wickedness, the path that leads to destruction. And we know, even if we are not being sinful or kind of, you know, even uh, lacking moral integrity, simply not having wise ways, not wisdom, will lead to ruin. We need to avoid the way of the fool and to enter the way of wisdom. Now, this means at points, Proverbs is going to call us out. At points, Proverbs is going to cut across our own heart and our own desire for things. And so we're left with the question again, why should we listen to Proverbs above the authority of our heart, above the wisdom of the day? Well, I mean, I think they're God's words and worth listening to. But I want to ask another sort of even more crass question. Do they work? That is the kind of question of the the pragmatist, the question of today. Do they work? And the answer to this question, and the reason why I think Proverbs still rings true today, I want us to see that how wisdom, how Proverbs is part of something bigger, and that is that the claim of the Proverbs is that wisdom is sewn into the very fabric of life. Let me explain from Solomon uh, in chapter 3, verse 19. The Lord founded the earth by wisdom and established the heavens by understanding. By his knowledge, the watery depths broke open and the cloud dripped with dew. The Proverbs invites us into a view of the world that is quite different to the postmodern, post-Christian view. That is to say, the world is not simply bits for you to self-help yourself to. The world is actually made with intention, with purpose, with wisdom. So wisdom isn't some kind of arbitrary concept. It's not simply a way to kind of just gather up the bits of sort of cosmic dust to do what you want with. No, wisdom is actually baked into the world. Wisdom was part of creation itself, that God was wise in doing what he did to create the world. That is a big claim, but it's also why wisdom works. 
And it means that if you lift up an object high, even when you release it, it will fall back to the ground every time at 9.8 meters per second per second. But it also means that if you lift yourself up in pride, you risk falling to the ground back in humility. And we know that. See, creation is hospitable to wise action. That is, you work hard, you will likely prosper. You resist anger and your relationships will endure. You care for those around you and you will find yourself cared for. You lie and cheat and disaster will overtake you. Now, for the naturally conservative among you, and hey, we're Anglicans, so it's probably most of us, you'll be like, yes, I knew it, follow the rules and it'll work out well. But the Proverbs is painfully aware of oppression, of injustice, of misery. And the other wisdom books, like Ecclesiastes and Job, will go at lengths to wrestle with that side of things, particularly. But we're going to have to wrestle with how do we read the kind of the promises and the ways of wisdom, uh, with kind of the realities of life as we know it. But yet that's why I chose these words carefully. Creation is hospitable to wise action. That is, every time you do a wise action, it won't guarantee a good outcome. And yet creation is hospitable to wise action because we're finding uh, a way of syncing with the world as it was created in wisdom. We're working in harmony with God and His creation. So, wisdom. It's lived out. It's more than following your heart. And it's sewn into the fabric of life. We ought to crave it. We ought to long for it. And I love that kind of picture that Solomon puts in Proverbs 3. Happy is the man, and I'll come back to it, it's person, but kind of, it says man specifically, uh, who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding. For she, referring to wisdom, is more profitable than silver and her revenue is better uh, than gold. She is more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire can equal her. Long life is in her hand, in left riches and honour. Uh, her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. She is, uh, I should actually look that up from the, the Bible, seems there's a bit of a mistype there. <laughs> Long life is in her right hand and in her left riches and honour. Her ways are pleasant and all her paths peaceful. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her. And those who hold on to her are happy. Now, as we kind of, as we imagine this, a life of wisdom, of peace, of satisfaction, of honor, of long life, so much more precious than the things we buy. Do we not crave this? Do we not want this? Is this not a picture of the good life? Now, as I think about the people in my life, the people who have inspired me, the people who live this stuff out, you know, I can think of a number. I can think of people from the Bible. I can think of Moses, for instance, who, who led the people out of Egypt and, and with great sort of fortitude and wisdom, who had to grow in that, of course, he was able to lead them through great complexity. So that kind of as people started coming to him, uh, when they set up shop under tents and whatnot, they're kind of like, how do we live this law out? And he was so overwhelmed with it, he had to grow in wisdom and then establish a way of kind of judging and ruling and leading. It was great. Solomon, who, was, who wrote this and was known throughout the kingdoms as someone who was extraordinarily wise. And, and people knew that because they could see the growth of the kingdom. 
And, you know, the stories of kind of, you know, for instance, when two women came to him and both claimed that this one baby was his, how he responded to that. I think of particular people who, who God's put in my life. In fact, I called one of them up uh, just the other day, just for the simple reason I said, look, this might sound weird, but I'm actually, I'm reflecting on the Proverbs, I'm thinking about wisdom, and I just wanted to thank you for the way that you've shown me wisdom in life. That was a, kind of a beautiful conversation. But for as good as each of these people are in living and sharing wisdom, they have and we have failed at points. They have been undone or they have been undone, sorry, they have been undone by others or they've undone themselves because living the wise life can feel like trying to hold a thousand things in tension. And even if you can do that somehow, You're just vulnerable to the fool who cuts across you. It's such reason to fret. But as a different author to Solomon, because Proverbs is made up of a couple of different authors, Solomon's the main one, but at the end of Proverbs, in chapter 30, we hear from, let me just open it up, we hear from the words of Agar, son of Jekah, who says, I am weary, God, but laments, I have not learned wisdom. The fastest way to fall apart, to be undone, is to be the fool, to not learn wisdom. Now, as I wrap all this together and point to next week's How Do I Get Wisdom, I want us to look to Jesus. And not just because he was a wise teacher and that he was one of the most influential teachers that ever lived. Even kind of Time magazine will point to that. But, but because he's more than that. Because he says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, he says, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Look to Jesus, because he will not only teach and guide you, but he will do something that no other teacher of moral standing or of any religion, is able to do. And that is, he is able to give you himself. Yep, he's the same guy who mastered wisdom, constantly finding himself out of tricky and complex scenarios, escaping entrapment from antagonists, uh, responding to needy people, and so many people wanting his attention. But all the, more than all of that, his life pointed towards the cross where he gave himself up for us, that we might find peace with God. That we might be able to find wisdom, and that out of a rest of our souls, and out of a peace with God, we might be able to take one step in grace, one step with courage, one more step with wisdom. And I want us to marvel this week at at, at wisdom, at desiring it, and to to look to Jesus and marvel at Him and want to hear from Him, want to be like Him. I want us to find rest and peace for our weary souls as we try and practice this. And as Proverbs will say time and time again, the fear of the Lord, the worship of God, is the beginning of wisdom. So let us crave it. Let us seek it from the Lord. And I want, us, I want you to journey with us over the next few weeks as we do seek it together, as we celebrate it, as we live it. 
All is what it means to be part of knowing Christ and his salvation. Let me finish with Proverbs chapter 4. Get wisdom, Solomon says. Get understanding. Don't forget or turn away from the words from my mouth. Don't abandon wisdom, but she will watch over you. Love her and she will guard you. Wisdom is supreme. So get wisdom. Amen.